My name is Caleb. I serve as one of the pastors here at Desert Springs. I'm so glad you're here today because uh, today's service is designed entirely around our core value of exalting Christ, which you see up there on our core values of grace, exalting Christ specifically through baptism. And so today we're going to, uh, we've, we've kind of overhauled the entire service. In fact, most of us don't even know exactly how it's going to play out. We just want to leave a lot of space for what God was going to do today. Now I want to invite you, for those of you that have been thinking about being baptized, you've made that decision to follow after Jesus, but you haven't yet made the decision to be baptized, I want to encourage you, let today be the day. Even if you didn't bring a change of clothes and a towel, that's okay. We got a change of clothes for you back there. We've got a towel for you. And if you want to take that step of baptism, that next step as a disciple of Jesus, to be baptized today, you can do so simply by going through the door back there. My man Lucas and the team are back there. They love to help you. We've got ministers in our prayer garden, which is just on the other side of this wall. Anytime during the service today, if you feel God leading you to take that step of baptism, just walk back there. They'll lead you through. Our ministers will be out there ready to talk with you about baptism and what that means. And then if you would like to, uh, you can be baptized today during the service. I want to bring up a couple of quick things. Number one, if you're new to Desert Springs, welcome. I'm absolutely thrilled that you're here today because the very core of our being is Jesus. And today you're going to, I believe, see him on full display in the lives of those uh, that raise their voices, that raise their hands, and for those that follow him in the act of baptism. But I wanted to give you a couple of quick things. One is on the back of the seat in front of you, you'll see a connection card that looks like this. Uh, If you have any questions about anything you hear or experience today, if you'd like to know more about taking uh, a next step, maybe towards baptism, or maybe even connecting with a group or serving, or maybe there's a need that you have in your life that uh, we can help with, or at least we can pray with you about, that connection card's gonna be your best bet. You can fill that out, and you can either drop it in these metal boxes near the doors as you exit this morning, or, and this would be my encouragement, especially if this is your first time, you can take it to Direct and Connect. They've got a gift bag for you, and it's just our way of saying thanks so much for being here today. Celebrate the fact you are here with us today. Also, if you have any questions, if you uh, would like to get connected here at Desert Springs, Direct and Connect has the friendliest people in our church, way friendlier than me. You're going to love them. They would love to help you take any next step uh, that you feel God leading you towards uh, today. Also, for those who want to worship through the giving of uh, tithes and offerings, uh, because we've switched everything up today and made a lot of space for baptisms, we're not going to pass the the baskets today. So if you'd like to worship uh, through the giving of offerings, you can do so using the envelope in the back of the seat in front of you. You can put those, again, in those metal boxes near the doors as you leave uh, this morning. Also on that envelope is uh, some other ways that you can uh, participate in giving uh, worship through giving. Now, we as a people, we, we believe that God calls us to exalt him, but I need you to hear me on this. We don't do this out of religious tradition. We don't do this out of some sort of fluff. We don't, we're not here to lie to each other. For us, we don't believe in Pollyanna Christianity. We worship Jesus and exalt Christ in the midst of the pain, looking evil in the eye. Because if we don't, we're we're kidding ourselves. If we're just saying, oh, it'll all just work out in the end, I'm just going to ignore everything bad in my life, that doesn't really help us, does it? So before we continue this morning, I'm going to ask that you would do something for me. I would ask that you would 
pause right now and ask yourself this question. How do I feel? So I want everybody to do this. Take a big deep breath. And I want, I'm gonna read some things. As we as a church, uh, over the last couple of months, I've been praying with a lot of you and hearing from many of you. I'm gonna read some things. These are just one or two words at a time. I'm not trying to single anybody out. I'm not gonna single anybody out. But these are pain points that I know that we're experiencing. And as I read them, I just ask that you would quietly ask yourself, how do I feel about that? So I'm gonna read. Job. How do you feel? Money. How do you feel? Politics, especially the other team. How do you feel? The fact that kids go hungry in our community every night. How do you feel? Family. Easter's coming up. Looking forward to talking about politics and money. What's your family, are you? How about the brokenness in your family? How do you feel? Where are you right now? Prison. Chaos. Sickness. Abandonment. Depression. How do you feel? I know that these are things that are impacting so many of us. Molestation, rape, abortion. Should I get an abortion? Greed, immigrant, funeral. Over 16,000 kids in the foster care system in our community. Drug abuse, refugee, death. Death when it's too soon. Oh, they're gone now. We don't talk anymore. They left me, I left them. They hurt me, I hurt them. Where is God? My enemies are so close to me, yet my God seems so far from me. Campbell, you mean to tell me that today we're gonna stand and sing, talk about exalting Christ? What about the pain? What about the evil? What about the dirt? What about the grime? How do you feel? Oh, listen, you need to listen to me. God does not want you to lie to him. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe that the sovereign king and creator of all things who formed you before time began had in mind who you would be? Do you think that you're ever gonna surprise God? So hiding these feelings from him, who are you kidding? No, we are called by God 
to speak honestly to him and to one another about where we are and about how we feel. You find it in the Psalms. This is portions of Psalm 7. This is the end of the psalm. I will thank the Lord for his righteousness. I will sing about the name of the Lord Most High. It's beautiful, isn't it? But you don't get there. You don't get to the end of the psalm without going through this. This is Psalm 7, 1 and 2. Lord my God, I seek refuge in you. Save me from my pursuers. Rescue me, or they will tear me like a lion, ripping me apart with no one to rescue me. In other psalms, you will find that the opening goes like this. Where are you, God? So where are you? How do you feel? In one or two words, tell me, come on. Let it out, tell the church, how do you feel? Sad, tired, scared, hurt, convicted. How do you feel? Angry, frustrated, overwhelmed, alone, hopeful, thankful. What is it? Victorious. Job, money, politics, hungry kids in our community, family, prison, chaos, sickness, abandonment, depression, molestation, rape, abortion, funeral, greed, immigrants, 16,000 kids in the foster care system, drug abuse, refugees, death, death when it's gone too soon. How do you feel? Desperate. Does anyone feel like they need a savior? You feel that? I mean, the brokenness that's in this world, do you think you can fix it? Do you feel like you need a savior? Well, I've got good news for you today because you have one. Jesus loves you so much. He gave his life for you. The God of the universe, the king and creator of all, even in light of your and my rebellion, took on flesh, became one of us, subjected himself, by the way, to every pain that you and I experience. Betrayal, abandonment, sickness, brokenness, death. Your God experienced it for you. And baptism is an expression of that love. You see, when we go under the water, we associate ourselves with Jesus' death. Just as Jesus was put into the tomb, so too you and I die to our old selves. But we don't stay there. When we come out of the water, it symbolizes our connection with Christ's resurrection. Jesus did not stay dead. He rose from the grave, conquering over Satan, sin, and death. And when we are baptized, when we come out of the water, it is symbolic of the new life and the life abundant that Christ gives to us. Not because we've earned it, not because we've stopped being these things, not because we're all clean now, 
but sheerly out of his grace and his love for you. Do you know you need a savior today? The good news is you have one in Jesus Christ. Friends, I wanna invite you, if you have not said yes to Jesus, would you say yes to him today? As we continue to sing, as we continue to celebrate, if he's calling you today to be baptized, I wanna encourage you, you can go out through these doors, we've got a team of ministers there ready to meet with you. By the way, I did wanna say, if you're, if you're under 18, we'd love it if you could go out with a parent or guardian just to have that conversation. We got a change of clothes, we got towels for you. Let today be the day. But as a church, I know this to be 100% true, that each one of us is carrying a burden here today. And as we exalt Christ, we exalt him not by ignoring the pain, but by looking at it right in the eye and knowing that Jesus is greater. And so would you lay your burdens down here today? Would you let Jesus take them? Would you remain standing? I know. <laughs> hmm. Is it good that we remind ourselves of this? It is. This is Colossians 1. Speaking of Jesus, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all of creation. For everything was created by him in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones, dominions, rulers, or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him, and through him, to reconcile everything to himself, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Is he worthy? He is. In the back of the seat in front of you is a card. Uh, I would like for you to grab that card. I believe it says, who is Jesus at the top? Would you guys grab that for me? Does it say, who is Jesus at the top? I didn't bring a card with me. Jesus is, great. So at the top it says Jesus is. If you could please make sure everybody has a card. If there's folks around you who don't have one, especially in the back or the folks sitting in the front, just make sure you get one of those cards. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do call and response. This is something that the church has done for centuries. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna say, who is Jesus? And then you will respond, Jesus is, and then say the word that's there. I believe it's King of Kings is the first one. Is that right? I will respond to that, and then I'll ask you again, who is Jesus? You'll respond to me with the second one down. You with me so far? And here's what I'm gonna ask you to do. It is so easy for this stuff to become tradition, to become trite repetition. Say it if you mean it. But if not, that's okay. And maybe ask yourself, Jesus, who are you to me? But if he is who he says he is, and you resonate with the statement that's there, would you say it out loud? Not to me, and not just to your God, but we're gonna say this to each other. Because even in light of the unique burden that we all walked in here with, we have one God who unites us. And when we speak to one another these truths, it is encouraging 
and it helps us to see who Jesus is even in the light of our burden and pain. And so by doing this, you are going to encourage those around you, maybe even those that know you and know what you're going through. So would you join me? Friends, who is Jesus? He is the King of Kings. He is the King of Kings. And we find that, our, that we are citizens of a kingdom without end. Do you know that today? Who is Jesus? He is Lord of all. He is the Lord of all. And we know that because of this, every man and woman is our neighbor to be loved. Who is Jesus? He is sovereign. He is sovereign. And we rest in his divine wisdom to ordain all things for the benefit of those that love him. Friends, who is Jesus? Sustainer. He is the sustainer of all things, including this world, which he loves, and including this church, his church, that he loves. Friends, who is Jesus? He is He is the provider, and no economic crisis has ever or will ever overcome his goodness and ability to provide for those that are his. Friends, who is Jesus? He is. He is the creator of this world and has promised that one day he will bring about the restoration of everything that evil and sin have broken. Do you know that? Friends, who is Jesus? He is. He is our shelter. And there never has been nor ever will be a storm too great to overcome his strength. For he has overcome the grave. Do you know that? Friends, who is Jesus? He is Savior. He is our Savior. And he is yours, if you will but turn to him. And he loves you so much. He gave his life for you. Have you said yes to him? You guys can be seated. Thank you. Again, I encourage you, if you are feeling God's call to be baptized, let today be the day. You can visit our ministers who are gonna be out through these doors. They would love the chance to talk with you today about baptism. We've got changes of clothes. We've got towels for you. If you wanna take that next step as a disciple of Jesus to be baptized, I wanna encourage you to do that today. For those of you who have been baptized, I wanna ask you this question. How is it different now than then? So on everyone, take a big deep breath. I want you to think back to your baptism. How is it different now than then? Has the relationship with God grown? Has it deepened? Have you seen him at work? It is good for us to remind ourselves of how we have seen God at work in our lives and to give testimony. I'm gonna ask you to do that right now. Friends, if you have seen God at work in your life, if you have seen Jesus at work in your life, in one, two, maybe three words, would you say it out loud? You guys were real quick with the pain stuff. (laughs) Career path. path. Children. Children. Provision. Love. Love. I want a TV timeout real quick. If you got it, hold on a second. One of the ways that we can respond as a church family is to say this word. I know it's a weird word. It's called, uh, it's a word is hallelujah. And that word means God be praised. So what I'd like for us to do, I know that we're not used to doing this, but tough. (laughs) 
If we can hear, I'm gonna let somebody say it to me, then I'll say it so we can all hear if that's okay. And then after I say it, if we could collectively say hallelujah. Hallelujah. So how have you seen God at work? Joyful thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. God be praised. What is it? Hope. Hope. Have you seen God at work? Peace. Peace that passes understanding. Joy even in the midst of pain. How have you seen Jesus impact your life? Bringing comfort. How have you seen Jesus in your life? Miracles. Save for myself. Purpose. Hallelujah. Say it again. Make a way. He'll make a way. Yeah. Come on, Dave. You're always shouting at me. You can shout louder than that. Say it again. Hearing. Yeah, good. Find me a new church. That's what I'm going to do. How have you seen Jesus in your life? Patience. Answer to prayer. Celebrate recovery. Student ministry. How have you seen Jesus at work in your life? How has he impacted you? Family united. How have you seen Jesus at work? Saved out of addiction. Restored. Health. Reconciliation. Passover lamb. Peace. Broken relationships. I'm going to say something to you. I love hearing this. But I want to say to those in the room that couldn't utter the words from their lips. Because I know this to be true. Even if the relationship isn't reconciled. Even if the person isn't healthy. Even if the family continues to be broken. Even if the addiction does take our son, God is still good. He's still good. He's still good. Even at the funeral, he's still good. Even in the midst of our darkest 3 a.m. moments, he's still good. Do you need a savior? Friends, the good news is you have one. Let us be a people who multiplies these hallelujahs, seeing Jesus at work in our lives. We believe that Jesus impacts more than just our Sunday mornings. Jesus is the very foundation of our lives, the very air we breathe. Would you allow these hallelujahs to multiply in your life? I want to encourage you, those cards 
I encourage you, if you don't have one, take one with you. And let it serve as a reminder of who Jesus is. As a church family, we fundamentally believe that Jesus impacts more than just our Sundays. He's the very air that we breathe, the foundation of our lives, and it shapes us. It compels us. It guides us. My question to you now is this. In light of the brokenness that we see in the world, and in light of who Jesus is, how should you now live? So in light of the truth of who Jesus is, even in the midst of the brokenness, how should we now live? For those of you who follow after Jesus, I have this question for you to consider. How is it that Jesus is calling me to exalt Christ in my life? Thinking back to your baptism, when you made that public expression, associating yourselves with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, knowing that we die to our old selves and we're brought into life new, as new creations, as the scripture says. How should we now live? Or is Jesus impacting nothing more than your Sunday morning traditions? You see, because of who Jesus is, we know that it's more than just a Sunday. It's our whole lives that Jesus shapes and impacts. Because of Jesus, we find wholeness, even in the midst of our broken state. We can live out our lives with an unshakable identity, knowing that we were created in the image and likeness of God and we are loved by the king and creator of the universe. Does that shape you? Does it impact you at all? Because of who Jesus is, we can know the limitless love of God. Even when others abandon us and betray us, we can know that our creator loves us. Does that shape you? Because of who Jesus is, I hear this now, we can pray even for our enemies. Because of who Jesus is, we can heal from what others have done to us, even when they don't want to be involved. Because of who Jesus is, we can be peacemakers in a polarized world. Because of who Jesus is, we can fight for justice while loving both the marginalized and the majority. Because of who Jesus is, we can be at peace even when we face an uncertain future. Do you know that? Is Jesus impacting more than your Sunday? Because of who Jesus is, we can be patient, gracious, and forgiving to those with whom we disagree and don't like. Because of Jesus, we can be agents of his grace and love that bring light into the darkness, even when we find it to be unbelievable that that's even possible. Friends, is there darkness in this world? Yes, there is. Is Jesus greater? He is. And we as a people are called to stand in his love, knowing that Jesus impacts more than our Sunday. It's all of life. Friends, I wanna give you one last encouragement. If you 
would like to take the step of baptism today, you can do so simply by going through these doors over here. Our team is there ready to meet with you and talk with you. We've got changes to close in the back. I'm not trying to pressure you. I wanted to bring it up simply because I know how much it mattered to me to take that step of faith. Being baptized doesn't make God love us anymore, doesn't make us clean. It's simply an outward expression saying, I'm all in with Jesus. I believe Jesus is who he says he is, and I'm in. So if you are sensing God, don't do this because I'm asking you to. In fact, I'm not asking you to. I'm just giving you the opportunity to follow whatever God's doing in your life. But if you would like that opportunity, we would love to help facilitate that. You can visit with our team there in the back. Now what I'm going to ask us to do is stand once more to sing and to stand in his love.